Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. Rabbi. When I was a kid, I remember grown-ups in my life sitting near me as I spooned oatmeal or cream of wheat into my gaping maw, and at some point, maybe because the portion was too big, maybe because I was no longer hungry, I might leave a little bit behind in the bowl. And some grown-up would look at me and tell me, do a mitzvah and finish it. I am now an ordained rabbi. I have spoken with many wonderful scholars of Torah through the years, and none of them has been able to point out to me which mitzvah it is to finish your oatmeal if you are no longer hungry. At some point later in my education, after I was no longer sitting in a high chair and having grown up sit near me as I ate oatmeal and cream of wheat, I was told that a mitzvah is a good deed. Aside from really loving the word deed, which makes something sound very high and very hot, it doesn't offer much clarification in terms of what a mitzvah actually is. And at a certain point, you learn because it's what the word means, that the word mitzvah comes from the word commandment and obligation. But my understanding of this institution, this form called mitzvah, took another leap forward when I read from Rev. Cook when he said, Hamitzvot bonot hein et haneshama. Hamitzvot bonot hein et haneshama. Mitzvot build the soul. With this in mind, we see that a mitzvah is not simply an act. It is a tool. It is a tool of building. Mitzvot have an effect. And this effect is not something like making me rich. And it is not only something like it gets me into heaven or it gives me a place in the world to come, though there certainly is a relationship between the way my soul is built and developed in this world and what it is in me that is eternal and takes its place in the world to come. Beyond any effect this might have for the far future, mitzvah has the immediate impact of building the soul. And I don't know how to define soul, nishama but I know that it is the deepest part of me. And I'm so glad that there is something in the world that directly affects and builds that part of me. And not just that part of me, but that part of a community as well. Bein nishmat ha-yachid, bein nishmat Referring, Rav Cook says, not just to the soul of the individual, but to the soul of the community. Who wouldn't want their community, even the most soulful of communities, to have even more soul? Though, as I think about it, that could be threatening to someone, maybe if a community had more soul the way it is defined in some circles. Perhaps misinterpreted or misunderstood to imply that therefore there must be more singing during davening though that is certainly one way to express soul. But I think for Rav Cook's soul goes a little bit deeper than that, though I won't even try to define Rav Cook's understanding of soul. 
beyond the fact that everyone has one and a community has one and they can be built and they are built specifically by Meets Vote. Rav Cook goes on to say that the divine song, Hashira HaElohit, Mishotetet Umrachefet Al Pnei HaMitzvot, it moves about and hovers over the mitzvot, the divine song. Did you know that there is a divine song? There is a divine song. Where can I find the divine song? It is hovering over the mitzvot. And the choderet yutan, and it penetrates into the core, into the center, the essence, the, the inner dynamic of the mitzvot. And this is good. This is enriching. As Rav Kook goes on to say, the great idea of the full inner dimension of faith in God. So not the outer dimension of faith in God, which might simply include behaviorism and a theoretical or abstract requirement that I participate in something or that I accept certain philosophic tenets to be true, but this seems to be something that's inner, that's dynamic, in its highest form, faith that actually genuinely enriches life. This depth, this inside element, which is enriching, which is deepening, it accompanies every mitzvah. And in the specific form, the specific shape, of that particular mitzvah. So Shabbat has a particular way that it channels this faith into me, and so does tefillin, and so does paying my workers on time, and so does not eating octopus, and so does eating matzah, and so does giving a proper rebuke, and so does not taking revenge, and so does giving tzedakah. All these things have some particular and specific way that they convey this faith, this song of God into my life. And it is quite possible that in addition to each category of mitzvah having a particular capacity to bring this song of God and this faith into my life, each instance of each mitzvah has a particular way of infusing, conveying, connecting that faith and that richness of life into me and into my soul and into the soul of my community. And he goes on to say that this particular shape of faith and of song and of relationship to the divine engraves itself onto the soul. According to the character of that mitzvah, this not being magic, it also goes in accordance with the amount or the value of the clinging, the soul clinging that I have to the supernal light, to this great high light that suffuses this mitzvah. So it may be that a person would have to do some work in order to allow that mitzvah to build their soul. There might be some clarifications that would have to happen, some misinformation that might have to be dealt with. Whatever I have to do 
to get the obstacles out of the way so that I can cling to this mitzvah with my soul to the light that's in this mitzvah that is going to allow that mitzvah to engrave its particular characteristic capacity to convey the song of the divine onto my soul. And in so doing, my soul grows. My soul is being built and it's growing. And its power increases. Its power to what? Maybe its power to influence me. Maybe it's power to connect me to the divinity of a moment or maybe the soul of another person. I don't know. Let's try it. Let's welcome this in. Let's slow down enough that when we are presented with the opportunity to participate in a mitzvah, that we allow this mitzvah to build our soul, that we welcome it in, that we allow it not just to be an action that is performed, but we allow it to be a partner. We allow it to be an influence on us, that we allow it to change us for the better, to become more soulful, to be more aligned with the song of the divine, to be more meushar, to be more enriched by relationship to these incredible forces that are available to us. And then, I don't know, maybe when we're sitting in our high chair, eating oatmeal, leaving over a little bit, and someone tells us there's a little bit more and it's time to do a mitzvah, maybe our soul will be sensitive enough at that time to pick up and understand the deep divine forces that are at play.